Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. We just thank you that you are always with us, Lord, and that you are always guiding us into all truth and wisdom, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you give your wisdom to us freely, Lord, and that you give it to us because you love us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name we pray, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the Word in the book of Ephesians. And yes, this morning we are still in chapter 1, and we're covering verses 1 through 14. So if it's your first time joining us, and or what we recommend is, even if it's not your first time, that you pause the episode and give yourself the time and opportunity to read through that section of Scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. 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 And now, as is our nature and our custom here, we're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. Who would like to begin? Well, I think you had some stuff you wanted to share, my love. Okay. Uh, I did. Start it with that. We can. Okay. So I think it's an episode or two ago. We were talking about Paul and just how the the book of Ephesians begins, right? Mm-hmm. But in the first line, he mentions something, you know, incredible, which is he starts it off by saying, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Mm-hmm. And that is extremely profound, right? As I recall, what we were discussing there was about how Paul's even just place the destiny track the Lord had for him, mm-hmm. his place, his title, his role as an apostle mm-hmm. was for him. It was what the Lord had predestined or ordained him to be mm-hmm. from the beginning. Right. <laughs> from before there was a Paul on the earth or a Saul <laughs> that later became Paul. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that the Lord has this, whether it's an apostleship or, or whatever, he, he has a destiny track for you, for your life. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. but the key there is the will of God, and, and I say this is the key because, yes, while it's <laughs> just three simple words, there is a will of the Lord, and it's often misunderstood. But we're we need to discuss it. We need to understand the will of the Lord, and especially here in the beginning, because it sets the tone and the foundation for not only this chapter, but the remainder of this book. If we don't understand the Lord's will, how can we truly walk in it? And how can we carry it out? Amen. Okay. So I want to read verses three through five. Of Ephesians chapter one. Of Ephesians chapter one. It says this. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places 
in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't stop there, right? Like we, There's a lot in there. We're going to go through that. But there's so much more because he keeps, as we already said, the very first line of the first verse, he, he mentions the will of God, right? Mm-hmm. He again is talking about the will of, the, of God here, mm-hmm. what, what the Lord's will is, right? Mm-hmm. But not only that, he keeps talking about it again in verse 9. He says, or is it verse 10? Uh, oh, yeah, in verse 9. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. And then he says it again in verse 11. Being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Does everybody get that? Yes. Yes. There's a, there is so much to understand in there, but he says that we would understand, right? He's made known to us the mystery of his will. So we shouldn't be uncertain of these things, but let's understand it for what it is. Okay? Okay. And in order to do that, we're going to go through a few different scriptures. Um, you were going to say I just something? Wanted, I, would, I just wanted to read to you um, the definition of the word will Please. Um, in the Greek. And it says, what one wishes or has determined shall be done of the purpose of God to bless mankind through Christ and of what God wishes to be done by us, commands, precepts. It's will, choice, inclination, desire, and pleasure. So in the context of what we're reading, and I, I believe you're getting ready to speak on, my love, is what God has already predetermined or desired or wishes that shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Yes. Okay, so in order to do this, we're going to back up, and I'll say go towards the beginning. So okay. we can understand, and I know this is going to be a lot, all right? So Holy Spirit is definitely going to have to minister to you, and if you have not asked him yet to help minister these things to you that we're about to speak on, please do it now, because there is a lot, <laughs> okay. right? But I'll, okay. I will preface what we're about to go through by saying this. His will, the Lord's will, is his plan, is his purpose, is his covenant, Okay. Okay. Now, okay. and we're gonna sh- we're gonna show that right now. All right. Uh, yes. Can I get a volunteer to read from Genesis seventeen verses seven through eight? I will. All right, Layla. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant, to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as in an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. That is I, the Lord. Yes. <laughs> Clearly not Layla. Yes, Amen. I understand. Thank you, Layla. Or me or your mother. Or, right, exactly. That the Lord is their God, and they, the children of Abraham, right? Abraham and his, yes. his descendants would be his people. Okay? Yes. And then what did he say after that? 
um, dead, do you mean reading verses, more verses? In, in, no, just in the verses that you just read. Understand this, right? A lot of times we look at the covenant made with Abraham. And what is typically the focus? The, the land. land. The land. And I'll give you all the land of Canaan. But what did the Lord say first? I'll be your God and you'll be my people. And then I'll give you this. And the land was not the focus. It was a portion of what it had a role to play, but it mm -hmm. wasn't the object. The object of this is God saying, I want to be connected to you eternally. I want to be your God and I want you to be my children. I want your children to be my children and I want to be God to them. So that's the, the, the focus of it, not the land and the possession. We, we tend to focus on the possession part of it, the natural possessions, if you will, and we leave behind the bigger thing, the most important part of this to God. Is the that land he's our God. Tool. Mm -hmm. Amen. And then we just read that in what I read in, verses, in Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 5. He talks about you've already been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. But then it also says, he chose us before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless without him. But he, it says in verse 5 especially, he predestined us to adoption as sons right. by Jesus Christ to himself, Familial according to mm -hmm. his will, the good pleasure of his will. Is that not identical to the covenant mm -hmm. that he made there with Abraham? Mm -hmm. He'll be our God and we'll be his people. Exactly. Amen. You're going to say something, Promise? Oh, he's asked away to you. Completely done. Oh, well, well, there was time at least. Please, just share. Well, with that, as you're saying, with the will of God, it's us being rejoined with the Lord. And the Lord brought me to Revelations 21, 3 through 4, where it talks about how, sorry, Revelation, mm -hmm. where it talks about how he wiped every tear away from our eyes and... For the sake of time, we're not going to read. I'm just going to paraphrase it. Okay. It talks about how there's not going to be anything wrong and how we're supposed to be joined with him completely together. <laughs> and the Lord reminded me, the will of God first starts on the earth. And it's not us when we get to heaven, just starting it and trying to enter into the blessing that the Lord has for us. And that, as you said, the land wasn't, it wasn't just talking about the land. It was talking about furthering the gospel. Okay. Yes. And that starts with our hearts receiving his gift, his blessing as adoption as sons and daughters of the Most High God, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, he's our God and we're his people. And as we will discover here shortly, he's our father, because this is a structure that he has in place. He's our father and we're his children. Mm -hmm. So could I get a volunteer to read Exodus 6, verses 6 through 8, please? Exodus 6? Yes. Um. I have to quickly flip there, but I'll read it when I get there. All right, LaCharles. Ah, Exodus 6, 6 through 8. Therefore, the therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. 
And I'll bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you as an as a heritage. I am the Lord. Okay. Does everybody understand that? It's a continuation of the same things, right? Yes. I'll be your God. You'll be my people. Yes, you, you were in captivity and bondage. I will deliver you and return your heart to me, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Now, this is a whole different generation. Moses didn't know Abraham. Moses the Lord told didn't? him about him. Oh, okay. Prior to the, the burning bush incident? Correct. you mean? Okay. Yes. So, so there's that. But let's not stop there, right? Can I get a volunteer to read Ezekiel 36, 27 through 28? I will read that as well. All right, LaCharles. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. Okay. Continuation, yes? Yes. All right. How about Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10? I'll read that. Okay, promise. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law on their mind and write write them on my, their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Okay. And lastly, just for the sake of time, honey, would you mind reading Revelation 21, verse 7? Sure. It says, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Okay. We need to understand this, right? This is what the Lord is doing. His plan, his purpose, his will is also his covenant. And what do we see consistently in here? We would be his people and he would be our God. Okay. And in the structure he set up is a father to his children. Mm -hmm. So in there, yes, the children went wayward, but the Lord's talking about restoration. And more than one of these, actually pretty much in every instance he was talking about restoring the children to himself right yes Yes. Mm -hmm. okay but then it's not just well i'll say it in this way for a parent to a child the parent is constantly teaching the children right how to how to act and behave and a good parent is a good parent yes Mm -hmm. instilling as as we read the their laws into the hearts of the children, right? Yes. And that's exactly what we were just talking about and reading about. But the children must choose to be obedient to way the Lord's voice, right? And come into alignment with him. And in so doing, willingly submit there or are, we're his children, our abilities, skills, talents, all the things that the Lord has given and developed in us to carry out his plan, his purpose, his will. The destiny track he set forth in our life. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. So, but there's also this, right? Because the Lord always intended to walk amongst his people, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And in so doing, he's revealed our purpose and his plans for our life that he predestined. It's out of faith, out of obedience, and our increasing developing, growing, personal, deep, and intimate relationship with him, being led by his Holy Spirit, that we can fulfill our destinies or the destiny track in him. 
So in this, in Ephesians, that's exactly what Paul is writing about here. And he sets this as the the very first thing that he writes about, the foundation for which to build on. Honey, honey, you were going to share something. Sure. And if you can see this and understand it, um, Paul is also also talking about something deeper than you and me walking Mm. around in the earth. He's talking about the entirety of the spiritual plan that God has from eternity to eternity. Amen. From beginning and eternity, if you look at Ephesians chapter 1, um, verses 3 and 4, cover the beginning of eternity, right? Christ is the mm-hmm. lamb slain before the foundation of the world. That happened before earth Amen. was founded to look like what it does today. That was before Adam was placed in the garden. That was before natural humanity came into even physical being. But Christ was slain before that. So that was an eternal happening with the, with the Lord. And then we come into the natural when you see um, kind of walking that out through verses, um, let's say, five through 11, 12, and then verse 13 comes back to eternity again. So he says the beginning of eternity now coming down through time and Christ's blood being shed for the redemption of mankind and then being restored back to eternity. So this is God's overarching plan that he's working according to his good pleasure. And out of his love for us, he is allowing us to partake of it. And and within this grand plan, this is what I like to call it just to make it clear, within the grand plan, God has made a place for each one of us to have our own destiny tract within the grand plan that cooperates with some point of his will and which he is able to affect his overall overarching grand plan through us. So for Paul, or the Apostle Paul, who was previously Saul, there was a season that he was to come forth and be an apostle. Absolutely. Not only did God call him, he also listed the time frame that he would come into his apostleship and how he would walk before the Lord and things of that nature. doesn't mean Paul had to sin beforehand. doesn't mean Paul or Saul had to reject God in any way, but the apostleship would not come until this appointed time that the Lord caused his understanding to be enlightened, met him on the road mm-hmm. and, um, you know, progressed him. So as we're looking at this, just keeping in mind, we are not the center of the universe. Absolutely we're not the not. center of God's universe. He loves us. And his restoration is for whoever, as she said, would partake in it, um, but not solely dependent upon us, which is why Christ is, in fact, and indeed that lamb, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So this beginning part of Ephesians is from is God's eternal or grand plan from eternity through time and back to eternity. And we get to cooperate with him. Promise you had something you wanted to say, darling? Oh, we did. Did you have No, no. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Um, Mommy, as you had said with Paul that there's a time frame, um, the Lord's also reminding me of how, also, you said how the Lord already told him how he's supposed to walk the earth. The Lord also was reminding me of how some people, most people would think, well, this person's weak inside of the faith. But the Lord's reminding me that that's not what the Lord's will was, what the lord's will was for us and he reminded me of um inside of exodus when the 40 uh, with the elders and how there's the two prophesying inside of the camp and moses said that he wished that they all would prophesy and how that they would while the lord had already given them the strength and that 
they should have been walking inside the Lord's will. It's for us to enter into it. And we can't try to say that because we're not fully entering entering into it, that that's all the Lord has for us. True, true. We cannot, um, well, you, you can try it, but if you have a small view of what God is doing and your part in that, then you, you know, you won't enter into the fullness of it, but it doesn't change our small views don't change God's plan or his perspective, his perspective or what he has div- um, divinely planned for us. And I just wanted to say this before we close today, as we're looking at God's plan from eternity through time back to eternity, he has always wanted us to be one with him. And because of sin mm-hmm. that caused separation and not Adam's sin in the garden per se, but there was a sin that happened before, then that would be the sin of Lucifer. That created separation and contamination. And now, as we come through time, it is our job and to make our choice for God. I mean, you could choose to not be for God, but that's what he's talking about when he says, I will be your God and you will be my people. And that's why he says it repeatedly from Genesis to Revelation because this is what he's working on. This is God's mindset. And each individual life is having their opportunity to walk in his perfect will right throughout this plan. But God's still working on what he's working on, bringing restoration, um, pure restoration to his heavenly community where he would be our God and we would be his people. And no more will sin enter in to heaven and contaminate things or a lie, which you'll find in Revelation as well. Amen. Thank you, honey, honey. It is vital that we get this, that we understand this truly. Because as we're continuing to go through Ephesians, what the Apostle Paul is sharing is this is key in order to understand even just the rest of this letter, this epistle. But for us as the Lord's body, as his church, as his bride, this is how we are expected to walk this out. This is actually how we become the army of the Lord, or this is the foundation with which we can enter in and become the army of the Lord, carrying out his will, not our own will, that we overlay on top of his and say, Lord, bless it. It's the same thing because it's not. <laughs> right? It's, it's how we get to, as for those that have already studied out Ephesians, this is actually how we get to that place in Ephesians 4 that many would consider the strong church. The type of church that they would like to be a part of. This is how we get there. This is the foundation that everything builds off of. And we see that from, as you said, honey, honey, eternity to eternity. So we're going to pause there for today. I'd like to thank each of you for joining us in this. And I would say, ask Holy Spirit to minister this to you. And if there are any questions, by all means, please reach out and contact us through our website, adayofprayer.org. And or you can email us directly at ministry at adayofprayer.org. Mm-hmm. And be sure to join us for the next episode. Amen to that. All right, before we close out, can I get a volunteer to pray for us? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for this awesome time in the Word today. Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit and the good things that you have in store for each and every one of us, Lord. 
We thank you for our partners and our listeners and those people that you bring into your kingdom, Lord, that we have an opportunity to help them grow closer to you, Lord, mm-hmm. and more mature in your ways and in your thoughts, God, and growing ourselves. And we just thank you for those things, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name we pray, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.